0: holy name. I thank God for my church family. I thank God for your love, your prayers. I thank God for giving me the privilege of standing before you. And I thank God for the time that I was able to spend with my mother. And every time I would walk into the nursing facility, I would say, Lord, you got to help me through this because I don't know what to do with myself. And this sermon bubbled up in me over days of, Praying and asking God that I do not be guilty of doubt, that I will be firm in my faith. And I know that God's plan is always perfect. God's plan. So I would cry my way in, and then I'd clean myself up, and I would ask myself, Will she know me today? but we serve a God who is always always on time we serve a God who knows what we need before we know what we need we serve a God who churns your midnight in today. We serve a God who specializes in the impossible. And how do I know? Because had it not been for the Lord on my side. So on this day, I I just thank you for your prayers. I thank God for Allowing my mother to conceive me and give birth. I thank God. I thank God for my crazy family members who don't get it. I thank God for the crazy people in my life because they keep me in prayer. I thank God for every encounter that I've had because I realize that life is not always perfect. And you don't always get what you think you deserve. So I wanted to just keep the record straight that we serve an awesome God. Some of you right now need to be delivered from doubt, and you want to know whether or not God knows where you are. I'm here to tell you, yes, God knows. And I'm here to tell you that the enemy specializes in darkness and doubt. But I'm asking you on this day, bury your doubt and fly in faith because the work has already been done. I have mixed emotions about Black History Month. I go, Lord, I've been here 72 years. How much longer will it be before we are one people with one God? How much longer will it be that we have to set aside a time so that people realize that they are human and a part of the bigger picture. I love reading Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes raised a question. He said, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? A fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? A crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? And I love reading the poetry of Langston Hughes because he tells it like it is. He paints the picture as it really is. He was born in Joplin, Missouri on February 1st in 1902. And Hughes was an innovator of the jazz poetry art form and eventually made his way to New York City where he became one of the most recognized leaders of the Harlem Renaissance. But even amongst his peers, Hughes' work stood out as unique. On humor, he said, humor is laughing at what you haven't got when you ought to have it. What you wish in your secret heart were not funny, but it is, and you must laugh out loud. Humor is your own unconscious therapy. Some of us need a sense of humor. On freedom, Hughes said that in all my life, I have never been free. I've never been able to do anything with freedom except in the field of my writing. An artist must be free to choose what he does, certainly, but he must also never be afraid to do what he might choose. In regards to I'm not taking but from an answer, I will not take but, for. I'm saying B-U-T, not it for an answer. Negroes have been looking at democracies, B-U-T, too long. On the writing progress, he says, I never write when I do not want to write. Writing is like traveling. It's wonderful to go somewhere, but you get tired of staying after a while. (laughs) I have discovered in life that there are ways of getting almost anywhere you want to go, if you really want to go. And on democracy, he said the democracy will not come today, this year, not ever through compromise and fear. I swear to the Lord, I still can't see why democracy means everybody but me. Of living in the present. He said, I tire so of hearing people say, let things take their course. Tomorrow is another day. I do not need my freedom when I'm dead. I cannot live on tomorrow's bread. In other words, Hughes was saying, give me some freedom now, Lord. Give me some freedom now, Lord, to walk where I want to walk and talk where I want to talk and sit where I want to sit. And then one of my very favorites, a mother to son. Well, son, I tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. It's had tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor. I mean, bear, B-A-R. But all the time, Ruth, I've been climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps cause you finds it kinda hard. And don't you fall now, for I s- eyes, eye, apostrophe, still going, honey. I'm still climbing, at 72 I'm still climbing, at 80 I'm still climbing, at 45 I'm still climbing, at 60 plus I'm still climbing, and life for me ain't been no crystal stair. I didn't get here first class, I got here by bumps and bruises. I did, not, I did not get here because I made all the right decisions. I got here and landed here because of the glory of God. Because we serve an awesome God. Some people have been asking me, Pastor, you in to write a book? I go, nope. And then I back up and say, well, yeah, I am going to write a book, but it's not going to be about what you think it's going to be about. Because I know why God planted me in this space. And one of the things that I want to do, and I'm going to get my crew together, is that the Pleasant Grove story is a miracle story. And someday, and Bacon, Roscoe, I was thinking about you when I said that, because you were there in the beginning. And if we would know the full story of how we got here, we would act differently. We didn't get here because we had money. We didn't get here because we had a... A lot of volunteers we didn't get here because everybody loved Jesus we didn't get here because everybody gave a tithe we didn't get here because everybody showed up mama we didn't get here because everybody did the right thing we are here by the grace of Almighty God we are here in this space because of the grace of Almighty God And I believe that one of the blessings of Pleasant Grove will be is that we will help other people to see it's not about what size you are. It's what you do with whatever God gives you. It's not about whether or not you are a mega church or whether or not you are all of this and more. It's about what you do with what God gives you. And I have no doubt that God is going to bless us over and over and over again because I'm asking God to run all the doubters away. And I'm saying, Lord, move them out of the way so that we can talk about faith and that we can help people to see that you are more than your brown skin. You are more than what the world says about you, that if you just anchor your life in me, I will show you the way. We got a story. It's time for us to stop crying over what used to be. It's time for us to believe in Almighty God. And if the church would ever stand up and be the church again if the church will ever stand up and tell the Holy Ghost truth, if the church would ever begin witnessing again, if the church would tell a prostitute God can clean you up, if the church would tell a drunk that God can clean you up, if the church can tell an adulterous person that God will clean you up, then we will have a revival. God can do, do you? And what we need to do is lay hands on our own doubts so that we can bear witness to God, so that we can do a great work in the name of Jesus. Well, Pastor, I would, but they're not going to believe me. Pastor, I would go over there. I would sing, but my voice is weak. I would preach, but I didn't get the text straight. I would usher, but my legs hurt. I would go to Bible study, but I don't read well. I would visit the sick, but they might have COVID. I would go to the hospital, but I don't know who's sick over there. I would cook for the sick, but I don't feel like cooking for myself. So what I'm trying to get you to see is that when you throw away the doubt, then God will give you the faith you need. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, believe it before you see it. If you want to be a good parent, claim it. Believe it before you see it. If you want to be a good spouse, claim it. Believe it before you see it. If you want to be a good friend, claim it. Believe it before you see it. See, Thomas gets a bad rap. Doubting Thomas comes to church. Dowling Thomas is in the deacon ministry. Doubting Thomas is on finance. Doubting Thomas is a trustee. Dowling Thomas sings with the choir. Doubting Thomas is everywhere to get us to question God. But I'm here today to tell you that our God will give you the faith you need so that you don't have to worry about the doubters in your way. And so when my doubters come to me, I say, I, I don't have time for that today. I'll work you in another week, but I can't do doubt today. I got to deal with facts today. I got to deal with reality today. I got to deal with where I am today. And you see, we give Thomas a hard time, but if truth be told, if the truth be told, there are some Thomases right around in here. And I love what Jesus did. Jesus said to Thomas, he didn't, Jesus said, I, I, push you away, you said you wanted to see the evidence. Come on over here and see the evidence. Some of us have been saying that we want to see the evidence, and God is willing to show us the evidence, but we will not show up to see what God wants us to know. So my time in Alabama was heart-wrenching. I was able to see what God had done for me. I was able to see what God is doing for my mother. I was able to see what God is doing for my family. I was able to see that God is still a healer. I was able to see that God is still in the blessing business. I was able to see that there is nothing our God cannot do. And so Jesus said to, other disciples, you know, they're looking around. You ever met a disciple like that? They just want to make you look bad. If you give your prayer, they're going to pray longer. (laughs) If you you sing your song, they got to do another verse. But what I love about Jesus is Jesus loves Thomas, embraces him, informs him, retrieves him, and said, I got work for you to do, Buster. You got to get yourself together. And that's what Jesus is saying to us, stop making excuses. And I refuse to believe that Hulu, Hoo-Hoo, Boo-Boo, TikTok, and (laughs) anybody will underrate our God. I refuse to believe that the Internet will win souls, and we cannot. I refuse to believe. Because what I thought about it on my way to church today, I said, Lord, you might have to dry up some of these cable bills, and you might have to dry up some of this uh, Comcast and Spectrum so that people will understand that you still work miracles in black and white. <laughs> and and, and then just comes a time, don't you love to hear the truth every once in a while? <laughs> Don't you want somebody who loves you enough to tell you? You better stop faking, man. How long you been saying you're going to show up? Don't ever question God. But I love the fact that Jesus said, come on over here. You got some doubt? Put your hand right here. I want you to see it. I want you to feel it. I want you to know it. And I want you to know that I'm taking the time to show you what you need for deliverance. So I'm praying right now that the doubters in here will be encouraged to ask the Lord to show you your doubt and remove it. do some doubt surgery on you. Wouldn't it be great to go into the operating room and you're full of doubt and you roll out full of faith? Wouldn't it be great to go through the transition and say, I have moved across the street, I don't doubt anymore. And Jesus was saying to the disciples, how am I going to trust you and leave you here and you don't know what you believe? How am I going to trust you and leave you here to do my work? Oh, I wish I had a way! How am I going to trust you when you don't know your story? How am I going to trust you when you don't know how you land? See, everything that happens in our life happens for a purpose. Every storm has a name on it. In the old church, we used to sing this song. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's coming this way. Now, you know I I can't sing, but you know I'm telling. On the ocean, and it's coming this way. And if your soul is not anchored in Jesus, There's a storm called poverty.
1: There's a storm
0: called hatred. There's a storm called bigotry. There's a storm called cheating God. God. There's a storm called, it's dark, I'm going to show up. There's a storm called name-calling. There's a storm doing up, and we need to understand that in order for us to give God praise and do what's right, we got to move beyond doubt. Because if you are in doubt, everybody around you knows that you do not know what you're talking about and you're not convicted of the spirit of the living God. Can I get a witness? And we need to understand. 20 years ago, I had bacterial meningitis. And for a week, my husband, Family didn't know what was going on in my body. We kept going to the doctor, and they just couldn't figure it out. I was dizzy. I couldn't see. It was just a weird experience. They took me back and forth. And the final trip to the doctor, that was a PA. Her name was Julie. And she said, I think you have meningitis. Now, she wasn't the doctor. She wasn't the one getting all that hot, you know. She was there, the PA. So, I went to the hospital. Peggy Dixon and Julie Bell took care of me every day. I don't remember anything. I just know every once in a while I would see them. Why am I sharing this story? Because part of my treatment was to go to the Center for Disease Control. And they wanted to test me and check me. And I asked the the doctor, I said, is there any way I can know that my meningitis is gone and he said yes you can do us we can do a spinal tap it might injure your back but we can do a a spinal tap and I had a moment of reality I sat there in that chair and I realized that if God kept me alive moved me through the meningitis delivered me to the CDC, and I'm here breathing again, I can see again, and I think I'm functioning mentally. I have to ask my husband about that one. Then why would God allow me to die now? Why, why, would, that, why would God, why do I have to prove? I said, no, I don't need to. He said, you just need to sit on that. Somebody in here right now needs to know that God has already healed you. You need to know that God has already blessed you. You need to know that relief is on the way. You need to know that God loves you. And what I'm saying is that when we are doubtful, we fall prey to the enemy and we believe anything. Don't send that doctor on the television $10 to give you your root plan and I'm gonna give you this mineral oil and this water that I can rub on you. Ain't nobody got to do nothing to me because God has already delivered me. So we need to, I, I just don't want to be caught up in doubt. And then I discovered, if anything, I said, i want to be like the Hebrew boys. Meshach, you got it? Oh, yeah. I want to be bold. You know what I'm saying? I am overzealous. Everybody tells me that. It's part of my nature. I'm overzealous for God. I irritate people. I know I do. I go... But, Lord, I'm excited about you and what you're doing in my life. God, I'm so glad that before the enemy shows up, you show me where the enemy is and you tell me what I'm supposed to do. And so God and I have these secret conversations all the time. But I want that same type of faith, Pastor, that will allow me. Can you see, everybody has a Nebuchadnezzar. Everybody has one who wants to bring you down. Everybody has one. And if you think you have been delivered, then you are fooling yourself. But I want a defiant faith. A faith that makes you talk back because I can't read in Hebrews. I kept reading where it says faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. Faith is the energy. Faith is the energy that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in your mind. And the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But you can't see it if you have no substance because it's the substance. That, uh, everybody doesn't want faith. Because faith is not a cheap date. Because when you say you want faith, then you gotta be willing to stay in the water. Harry Tugman turned her way all the from Philadelphia all the way back to the South. Every time I would see the movie, I would ask myself, what little woman like that would go and deliver slaves and then risk her own life to come back to the South? She had to be full of Jesus. Because it was not something that you would normally do. Have you ever had an out-of-body experience with Jesus? Have you ever been mad at somebody and the Lord said, give that up, it ain't worth it? Have you ever had your feelings hurt? Have you ever had to stand on your own faith? What does it look like? Are you still shivering when the wind comes? And what I liked about the three Hebrew bars, they said, look, and these were, I'm not going to worship your God. I'm not going to worship your house. I'm not going to worship your car. We all have God's little G, And we don't realize that there are times that we only wish God because we want to keep the little G. But what the Hebrew boys are showing us, that you got to stand up to your enemy and say, I'm going in the furnace, and my God will deliver me no matter where I am. So you can throw me in there if you want to, but my God will deliver me. And then they say, ah. He does not. And if he does not. And if he does not deliver me, all is well. We got to have the same determination. Are you in the fire? Anybody in here in the furnace? I'm in a furnace myself. I got so much now, I go, okay, God, all right, fine. Anybody, see, some of us, we don't even realize that we're in the fiery furnace. Because when we rob God, we're in the furnace. When we cheat God, we're in the fiery furnace. When we do not do what God has instructed us to do, we are not walking by faith. So today, I say to you, don't drown in doubt god has already given you a life support you got your life jacket you got jesus step up to the plate learn how to pray step up to the plate learn how to say thank you Jesus. step up to the plate and be able to lay holy hands on the wicked step up to the plate and be able to lay hands on bodies that are filled with cancer and speak healing in the name of jesus step to the plate and hit a home run in the name of Jesus and rebuke the demons around you that want to destroy. By faith. By faith. Noah delivered. By faith. Abraham. By faith. He was looking at his old beat up body thinking that there's no way we're going to have no baby now. And Sarah's laughing. Some of us are laughing at God right now. You said, God, you're going to use me to preach the word. You're going to use me to encourage people? I'm so worthless. I've been a drunk all my life. My daddy no good. My mama was no good. My kids no good. God, you're going to use me. Yes. 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 So I encourage you. Get some fire. Be fired up. Call the people who don't like you and speak to them anyway walk through the neighborhood and just pray. And what we need to do is not be ashamed to say, God, I need your help with this, or I need God's help with everything. Because that's the only way that we will ever have any peace in our lives. We are in the final days. If you read the Bible closely, mother against father, father and children against parents, wars and rumors of war, Don't watch CNN. Don't watch it. Because all it will do is tell you how hopeless the world we live in really is. But I tell you, I serve a God who delivers. I serve a God. And I said, Lord, the last time I laid eyes on my mother, I said, Lord, if this is it, I want to thank you for every hour i want to thank you for every minute i want to thank you for every dish i washed i want to thank you oh god for the time when they made me hang out the clothes i thank you god when my mother worked for the lady out in the neighborhood with the blue cadillac and i got a dollar a day and we had to clean her house and my job was to clean the bathrooms i was thanking god for that dollar that i didn't appreciate then I really didn't get to keep the dollar because my mama got the dollar. And when I got a raise of 25 cents, my mama took the 25 cents too. But I said, Lord, it was cleaning those toilets that helped me to be who I am today. Sometimes. So I encourage you, doing this Black History Month, look back on your own history and see if you are in right relationship with God. Stop doubting, stop pretending, step up to the plate. We need some warriors in the Lord's house that will turn Western wake and this world upside down. Can I get a witness over here? Can I get a witness in the middle? Can I get a witness over here? Can I get a witness over here? here? See. Is not your job is not to be all upset when people reject you. You just thank them for their time and move on to the next candidate. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Hmm. Oh my God, how we thank you! I can hear Mahalia Jackson, precious Lord. I. Lord, I just love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love your church. I love your people. And, Lord, I want you to ignite a fire in this place that will not allow us to be quiet. God, I want you to take the lazy people and give them a triple dose of vitamin E in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want you to cleanse them and the liars and the people who do not study your word in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, right now, I want you to eliminate any doubt. And, Lord, what I want you to do is bless us with the gift of faith so that we can walk by faith and not by sight. And, God, I pray that you will give us the substance we need so that we can walk in your word declaring that my God is alive and well. Bless your name, oh God. Bless you for worship, oh God. Bless you for the struggle, oh God. Bless you for deliverance, oh God. Bless you for keeping us, oh God. Bless you for the church, oh God. Bless you for showing up, oh God. We give you all praise, honor, and glory because you are. Thank you, God. I thank you, God. Oh, I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Bless your name, oh, God. I love you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the way www.pgc-carry.org Thank you again.